Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents And One, a weekly podcast about the National Basketball Association, keeping you up to date with professional basketball players, games, and headlines across the league. Here are your hosts, Aiden Doherty and Aiden Butler. Welcome back to the And One podcast. Season 2, Episode 1, officially getting underway a new school year, but still the same NBA season. Your two hosts back with you, Butler and Doc. Of course, we had a little .5 episode that came out last week, China just touching bases in the NBA, seeing where we were. But today, we are back to normal. We are joined by two guests, Justin Locke. He's been a frequent member here on the podcast. And um, a guy, this may... I think this may be your first time this year. I uh, I've definitely been on before, but well, it's this, this year? year. This year. Oh, this year. Yeah, I, I think it might be this yeah, year. I, yeah. I think it might be. Nick Rizzo. You're, you're the returning well. host from last year, though, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but, but glad to be year, back. Yeah, as thank, thankful to have you as well. Nick Rizzo joining us here for, uh, let's just say, nice discussion about hoops here. We'll see if uh, how many rants <laughs> happen here. <laughs> But we'll dive into things, starting off with uh, last night. Last night, there were a few games going on around the association. Actually, more than a few when it came down to it. Uh, The earlier game, the Nets and the Clippers. The Nets started that game on a run. I believe it was 16-0 they started that game out. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had the lead for most of the game. I'm going back and forth while I'm watching NFL playoff action. And then I check again, and I see that they had lost the lead. But this was a game for – I was watching closely only because the Nets, one of those teams in the Eastern Conference that probably will be around to play in this year. But they just lost the game that they had in their hands when it came down to it. Uh, Doc, I'll start with you. They're up 16-0, as, you, as I mentioned. Uh, Cam Thomas himself, he had a solid game, I guess, when it comes down to it. Uh, 20 points, 8 for 17. Spencer Dinwiddie, 16. Mikel Bridges led the way with 26, though. But – for them going against a team like the Clippers, having that much control in a game, especially during this time of year where you kind of mm-hmm. can't let games start to slip out of your hand, you got to start adding those up. Uh, I kind of took this as a big loss a bit for the Nets, especially after their win against the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, you you can't end a game on a 22-0 run that is allowed by the other team. Like, Kawhi was struggling early. Uh, Paul George was struggling as well. And all of a sudden, James Harden got going. Russell and they Westbrook. were struggling. Heavy yeah, too. they were. They were struggling. Yeah. Russell Westbrook kind of was, you know, the change of pace uh, for the Clippers and kind of helped them, you know, lead them back. I thought I was watching that game as well, and I thought, you know, the Clippers were just about to bench their starters and just be like, all right, well, we'll get them, you know, next time. But no, they stayed in. I don't know how you get outscored forty-one to fifteen in the fourth quarter of a game. You're up that Sheesh. big for yeah. fifteen points after scoring thirty-eight in the third. By the way. Um, it wasn't even, you know, the trends weren't following. They were trending up the whole game until the fourth quarter. And, I mean, it's weird because you mentioned, you know, they're going to be a playing team. They're also a team that has kind of been rumored to buy a little bit at the deadline, uh, that they want to do that. So I don't know if maybe this game could change their plans. It might not because you're like, well, hey, we were neck to neck with the Clippers and should have beat them. But it's just massively disappointing loss and, the Clippers somehow dodged a bullet. It looked like the Clippers were starting to be a little bit more human re- as of recent yeah. uh, until, you know, the Nets decided uh, 
to, to know more. And I also forgot it's kind of like a Harden revenge game. Uh, we're so past across the timeline that I, had I, I keep forgetting yeah. that Harden played on the Nets at this point. Until I saw him and Mikel Bridges talking to each other during the game, I was yeah. I, I totally forgot that he had played for the team. Rizzo, before we go to you, Doc mentioned it. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, uh, yesterday was not their day. I mean, at one point, I want to say before the fourth quarter started, I want to say Paul George was like three for nine or something like that. He ended the game five for 17. Um, but Kawhi James, was worse. Yeah. Kawhi, James, Kawhi was Kawhi a clutch was, in the end. Like yeah, Kawhi, was, Kawhi had like he was three two straight for 11 shots. At one point. Yeah, was, Kawhi was two for 11 at one point. But he ends the day with 21.6 or 15. So obviously he has that factor in him when he needs it. Uh, he'll be able to go. But uh, James Harden, he kind of carried it when it comes down to it. Uh, 24 points, 10 assists, 5 boards, but then you got Russell off the bench. James Harden, when he got sent over to the Clippers, kind of because we haven't even been here as well as another Sixers fan, what was your reaction kind of to that send-over? And then also, were you expecting them to kind of pick themselves up to the play that they've been able to play at so far? Well, as a Sixers fan, you know, you had to get rid of James Harden. So based on the Sixers' return, I was pretty satisfied with it. You know, you got some solid role players, Nico Batum, Robert Covington, but... When he went over to the Clippers, I was looking at them thinking, if they can't get it done this year, it's never going to happen with them with this Mm -hmm. current core. And, you know, it started off a bit rocky. James Harden took some time for him to get his feet under him with the Clippers a little bit. But, I mean, they've just been on an absolute tear since December. And even still, you know, it's crazy what Doc says coming down to earth a little bit when coming down to earth is two losses and three games for the Clippers. I mean, that is just that is just the type of tear that they've been on the past month and a half. And so, really, I look at the Clippers, and I think that, obviously, you have to give Denver the benefit of the doubt reigning NBA champions, but I think they're that team that's right there that can contend with Denver the most to go to the finals this year because I look at Minnesota, I kind of question how much offensive firepower they'll have come playoff time. I mean, the only I see with them, the only way that they can make a real deep run is if Anthony Edwards just goes absolutely ballistic. Mm -hmm. And then OKC, I mean, you have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, obviously one of the best players in the league this year, but they're still a little bit young. We'll, We'll see how that translates over come playoff time. But I look at the Clippers. They have real solid veteran stars, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, playing his role. And really, I mean, James Harden is just the James Harden that is the best version we've seen of him since his Houston days, in my opinion, even better than when he was with Philly last year. Just a lot of star power around him. I really like what the Clippers are doing right now, and we'll see if they can keep it up throughout the course of the end of the season and into the playoffs. Now, Locke, for you, because... I mean, I'm going to say this, which I'm not kind of wrong. It's just it sucks to have to say it. The Nets are kind of a team full of role players right now when it mm-hmm. comes down to it. Um, you've got a couple of outliers. Mikel Bridges, a bit more than a role player at this point. Uh, Cam Thomas kind of working his way up. I'm kind of surprised nobody really on this team, but there was just some news. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, I believe, was that just came out. Uh, I believe it was a couple of days ago, um, which was kind of crazy when I saw this. I believe the Nets are asking for two first-round picks for Dorian Finney-Smith. <laughs> Come on. Uh, which, when I saw that, immediately put my phone down. <laughs> yeah. Because Dorian Finney-Smith is not being moved for two first-round picks. I want to make sure I can find a source before I... Yeah, like maybe the, the Rudy Gobert, when the Rudy Gobert trade went down, like in the market kind of... You know, inflated. inflated. Yeah, yeah they, there was an inflation <laughs> in the NBA market, but now they started to come back down. 
uh, down to, you know, what the market used to be. And like I said this before you go to Justin, I, man, if the Nets, if the Nets really treat this deadline right and, and the next offseason right, with all these role players, man, their, their rebuild could really, you know, get a quick hurry up. Like, mm-hmm. And they could really quick figure this out soon. But instead they're hanging on to Macau Bridges, who, yeah, he's young in NBA terms, but he's a four-year player at Villanova, so he's not yeah. 25. He's, you know, 28, 29, I believe. Yeah. Um, and Cam Johnson's the same way. He was a four-year player um, in North Carolina. And, yeah, he's young to the NBA world, but he's still up there in age and not he's not 25. And I think – you know, the best value might get for Mikael Bridges might be this season. I um, mean, yeah, Mikael Bridges is a 26 points per game scorer right now. You really question how much more growth he has left in him, yeah. considering he's in his late 20s. And with Doc, not Doc, excuse me, Locke, that's going to happen a lot now that I think about <laughs> it. It's going to happen so much. So it was actually the Mavs that were looking to get Dorian Finney-Smith back. And once they asked, the Nets said, yeah, two first-round picks. Mm. <laughs> and the Mavs said no. So... I will say I was a bit surprised, even we're at this point now, that nobody, because that's a team that anybody really can be traded at this point. Um, now, the Nets being where they are, are you kind of like, hey, if you're the GM, would you move a couple of these guys, let them sit for the rest of the year, see how they mesh, mesh together, or is it time to start moving a couple of them? Uh, I think it's time to move. I mean, realistically, last season, you got swept by the Sixers in the first round, and this season's probably not going to be any better. You might just sneak into the A seed. And if not, you might be one of the two teams bounced out in the play-in tournament. So, again, they have some nights. Cam Thomas will put up 35, 40. He has a stretch of 40 points in four games. That was last year. But, again, we you can't ask any more from Bridges when you're going to get. And uh, Finney Smith, interestingly, you talked about he, he had a stinker last night, zero points on five shots. Um, but surprised. Yeah, but in that trade last year, I believe it was, it was for Kyrie. He was the one traded for mm-hmm. and Dinwiddie. Uh, they sent three. Dallas sent three picks to Brooklyn, so I'm assuming they just kind of want exchange those picks back. But I, I think Finney Smith is uh, who worth maybe one. And I, I don't even think that's. All right, let's relax. Crazy. I think he's worth one. I, I would. He hasn't, I would he hasn't take been relatively good since. I, I mean, again, what do you? What? How good is he on this team? Like fifth? Like what spot on this team is he? If he goes to the Mavs, like that's obviously somewhere he's been. He'll obviously just even oh, for Brooklyn. easily. Oh yeah, he'll sit back in there. But yeah. for Brooklyn, I don't know. But <laughs> like he fits nowhere really on that team. Kind that's of. what I'm saying. But I he is shooting though, like close to forty percent on like near six attempts a game from beyond the arc, mm-hmm. and he's a good defender and he knows yeah. how to attack closeouts like. He's definitely definitely valuable to certain contenders. I think two is definitely yeah. stretching it, but that's kind of what I guess we're used to seeing now. As it like two weeks before the deadline, you know these teams are still trying to act like, you know they're holding them unless they get that two first, and then they'll they'll come down a little bit. But mm-hmm. he's definitely valuable, and that's why it sucks. I hate seeing valuable role players get their quote unquote careers wasted when they could be like a hero. Yeah, there and Alex, some, Alex Crusoe is one of them. I hope some gets teams out. he could be on right now. Mavs really could use him as well. There's also teams that you just look at and say, oh, he would never fit in this system, kind of like an Atlanta Hawks kind of. He would never fit in that type of system they run. But the Mavs, uh, some of those other teams, I would also say even like a Warriors, he would kind of mm-hmm. thrive in that role too. But Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, he's on the block for two first-round picks. We'll see. Now we'll see if they just said to the Mavs we want to just because of the previous trade they had, or if they'll try to move some things around a little bit with any other teams. Yeah, kind of just sticking on the subject of the Mavs just quickly. Mm -hmm. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't 
make a harder push for Siakam because if you look at them, it's always been the story of Luka's career has just been the Luka show, and he's had to carry them on their back throughout the entire postseason. Obviously, now you have Kyrie Irving kind of take some of the load off of Luka, but they don't really have any real down-low presence, and obviously Luka and Kyrie are going to handle majority of the offensive burden for the Mavs, but, I mean, if you want to actually make a serious push, especially in the Western Conference, you need kind of that third guy that you can put the ball in his hands and you can go count on him to get you a bucket. You're absolutely right. Their down low presence, non-existent really. Derek Lively, I guess, and then after him, you might even say Luca might have a better down low presence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's that first game, the Nets and the Clippers. One other game I wanted to touch on real quick before we go to some other things. Uh, A game I did catch a bit of yesterday uh the Pacers and the Suns Pacers with no Tyrese Halliburton and I like to see the Pacers play basketball and it's kind of getting to the point where I like to see them win as well but we mentioned earlier in the year they're only going to go as far as Tyrese Halliburton takes them Tyrese did not play against the Suns Mm -hmm. uh, which resulted in a loss and then Tyrese also on Friday did not it's not Friday excuse me uh on yeah, on Friday, he also played, didn't play against the Pacers. Uh, excuse me, didn't play against the Trailblazers, which they also lost. Yeah. Um, this is a Pacers team that I, I kind of had high expectations for them. Um, now, when it came, me and Doc talked about it, uh, the trade for Siakam obviously will help their offense a bit more than what they were able to give up, things like that. But their defense is still something that needs to be worked on. Last night, I mean... I can kind of give him some slack for not last night when it comes to KD. Uh, KD's KD. He's going to do what he does when it comes down to it. Uh, what did he have exactly? He had 40. Yeah, 40. But that's the thing. That's not even the big issue. Is Bradley Beal and also and Booker also at 25 plus. And Which, with that team, I feel like that has to happen. Yeah, well. that's that's fair. Because the way their roster is kind of made up. And all of a sudden, Grayson Allen just. Uh, what did he do? 13 points, but I mean, he's coming off that. Mm-hmm. Career game, yeah. pretty much you can call it against the Kings. For me, I, I'm just a little disappointed in the Pacers because their potential is just it can be so much. But once again, no Halliburton, it kind of goes down the drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got TJ McConnell running the point pretty much after him, which mm-hmm. love TJ. He only McConnell. played 11 minutes, so yeah, I wonder who was running exactly, their who was running their guard. Bit of Nimhard as well. Nimhard when it comes okay. down to it. But they got a couple things they need to fix up. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton looks like because it was a hamstring injury um, came back quicker than expected. Yeah, and then their next game see, but they've got a tough schedule coming up on Tuesday. They play the Nuggets in Denver. Mm-hmm. So and then then Philly exactly. So it only gets tougher and tougher yeah. for them. I'm looking at these stats though. The Pacers missed nine free throws last night and they lost by seven. If, like I'm looking at their free throws, I thought it was three point shots because they're like one of three, one of two. Like right, they got they got to make these free throws. Uh, but the Pacers, I didn't really catch much of this game. But, you know, Kevin Durant. And the Suns, I think the Suns kind of might be the bigger story in a sense that, yeah. you know, they beat the Lakers on national TV that one time after after they had, like, three straight fourth-quarter collapses, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now, that's five wins in a row. And, you know, this schedule don't look too hard uh, for With them. the Suns team, I, sorry to cut you off, I kind of feel mm-hmm. like when it comes to their big three, you kind of just have to look at them. All right, we're going to allow you to score 30-plus tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we'll focus on the other two. Yeah. It's kind of seems like that's what teams are going to have to start doing, really. And yeah. honestly, who would you pick to try to stop? Because 
I feel like if you kind of just stop, like I, I know Beal is the worst one out of the three, but I yeah. feel like if you stop Beal, which is crazy, nobody like <laughs> they just they can't win. Like if Beal's yeah. off, if Beal's just off, like I don't think that they have a chance to win. I think Booker and Kevin Durant impact the games in a lot more ways than Bradley Beal does on yeah. off nights. So I think if you just obviously you know NBA game plans are different because. You know, I, I still have somewhat hope for Nurkic to kind of have more of a presence mm-hmm. as the season goes on because I, I don't know if I just have nostalgia, but I, I feel like when he was on the Blazers, he was at least giving you some some really good minutes and and all that stuff, which he's still doing to now, but he fell out in 18 minutes, actually, so maybe not. <laughs> he fell out Eubanks eight. has kind of been coming on pretty strong behind yeah. him in that bench. There's actually been a couple games where they've just, Frank has decided – You'll sit this game, Nurkic. You Banks, you can go ahead and get the start. He's done that a couple. It's times. just tough. Do you do we think they could? Uh, do they have any lane at the deadline to improve this bench? Suns. Yeah, I don't know if I really want uh, Bates Diop, Josh Okoji, Drew Eubanks. Well, you, Eubanks has been. I, I will put some more respect yeah. on his name, but but uh, Eric Gordon being your top bench man at thirty point that thirty minutes a game. I can't. Have uh, yeah, I can't get by Eric? that. Yeah, thirty five. And I mean, like, kind of just what with what Doc was saying. I mean, Katie and Beal or or Katie and Booker, excuse me, are always going to do their thing. I mean, we just saw Booker drop fifty two points night before the game before Kevin Durant, and so they're always going to do their thing. But two people can't carry you to a championship. We haven't seen that in years in the NBA. It's a different game now than it yeah. was. And so Suns locked themselves up, man. This yeah. new CBA, I don't know how they read that CBA and said, let's trade for Bradley Beal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, when, when I looked at the Dame trade with what, what the Suns got in return, because obviously they shipped away most of their, their depth pieces to get that third star in Bradley Beal, but mm-hmm. I thought they actually got some solid bench pieces in the, in the Damian Lillard trade, but it hasn't really come to fruition yet so far. I mean, Grayson Allen, he'll have like a pop game every now and again, but I was kind of forget that was a three-team trade yeah yeah i was and you you got uh nurkic in that trade too so really those two could mm-hmm. wound up being the like the x factor so to speak in the playoffs because you need you, you need your your lower end guys your lower end mm-hmm. starters your high end bench guys to to consistently produce if you want to make a run yeah, it looks like most people in the suns played well last night outside kind of nurkic even though he's two for two and 13 rebounds six fouls and 18 minutes six turnovers as well but I, it's just tough. I mean, you look at their bench scoring. I mean, nine points. And that feels like a regular. That doesn't feel yeah. like an out of the ordinary. Nine bench points is just, it's not getting it But done. they've been a great team. They just, their fourth yeah. quarters have been the problem. Like, if they didn't have these fourth quarter collapse, like, I'm pretty sure they were on a 60-game win pace if you just looked at their stats from the first three quarters mm-hmm. of every game. And then the fourth, they had fourth quarter issues. And it seems like they've kind of figured that out. Um, so that's good for them. But, you know... Hey, look, it looks like they'll probably be dodging the plan. I, I think. I think they'll they'll get high oh, at this yeah, right time. So. Uh, but it was looking like we were like, are they going to be in the plan? Uh, well, because Bradley Beal missed a, a large majority of the first half of the season. Mm, yeah, and I then think the Suns could go all the way up there almost. I what, mean, yeah, six games back of the one seed. When you have, I don't that, think they'll get there. But yeah, when you have Kevin Durant, Booker, and Bradley Beal, like they're, they're going to dodge the play. And I'm looking at this. I think New Orleans is going to take a hit soon. Yeah, I think the Suns will sit that four yeah, five. New Orleans spot. has been slacking a bit. Recently. Yeah, they yeah, got off bit. to a hot start, but how sustainable is I it? I think really? I picked them to be the third seed in our uh, in our preseason predictions. Yeah, I had like a hot take for the third seed. Well, they stick. And right I was in going. There. I was going. I think I had. 
Don't laugh. Uh, I think. Well, we. I think we all kind of had the same answers. I think we had. Um, I had Nuggets one. Yeah, we all definitely. Had I then we had Nuggets one. I think I had Lakers two. Oh. Oh. oh, well, you ain't They already won their Lakers <laughs> three or something. We, we're gonna delete that pod. They already <laughs> won their championship this year. They're they're done. I think now. I said Tatum MVP as well, yeah. just because I thought you know the voters would hold a grudge against Embiid. Um, but yeah, I think this, the Suns really could climb. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's just it's it's crazy though. The Clippers are right there. Uh, you know, we could see some nice playoff matchups. I think the Suns yeah. will sit four or five, and there'll be like a prime four or five Western Conference playoff matchup. You agree and with that, uh, Lock? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I'm looking at it right now. Again, we talk about the the Suns and Kings are a half game behind the Suns. Mavs are only they're tied six uh, six games back. I don't think Suns will pass Pelicans, and mm-hmm. I think the lowest Suns will be would be four probably, and. I think Denver will probably move up a spot. So, yeah, I definitely think Phoenix could be I'd, – I'd say three will probably be the sweet spot for Phoenix. And Really? You think they're going to go all the way up? Do you think, like, the Thunder, Nuggets, or Wolves are going to collapse? I collapse? think – We I are just say, halfway through we, the season. There's we a lot will of also talk left. about this mm-hmm. in segment two. We yeah. Do oh, yeah, let's say – We do have time yeah, we'll, we'll, for we'll, all we'll, the conference. We'll save it. But we are halfway through the season. There's a lot of ball left. Absolutely. That's for sure. And even just look at Sacramento. They were sitting pretty in the three seed not too long ago. I saw on Twitter that there was a, uh, you know, you know the bus meme where the one guy's like looking outside the window, the like all happy. Did, yeah. And then the yeah. one's like looking and it's like oh, yeah. Kings 24 and 18 last year versus Kings 24 and 18 this year. And <laughs> it is fair. Like expectations do do a big part of, you know, how happy you are truly with, you know, your season. But yeah. it is, it, it was just a little. It was funny, but it's true because a lot of people are, are have been a lot down on the Kings, and and I was when we were talking on Thursday. I kind of was, you know, they 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 frustrated me a little bit watching them. Any other games from last night? Anybody wants to touch up on? Kind of took their eyes. The Magic did clap the Heat in mm. Orlando. Orlando Magic. Jokic uh, had forty two in DC. Yeah, but uh, it's against DC. Somebody's got somebody's going to have forty. Against yeah, them. it's funny that. Uh, Okay, I don't want to get on an Embiid <laughs> rant, but it's funny how... We got time for that too, technically, but yeah. that's in segment two as well. It's funny how um, Embiid can dominate against the Wizards and it gets held against them, and then Jokic goes out there. And you know, they had very similar <laughs> stat lines, because I'm pretty sure Embiid was 14-20 to 20 against the Wizards for 42 or 48. I forget what game it was. Uh, and then Jokic 15, was 15 to yeah. 20. Yeah. And they oh, pretty wow, much had the same exact numbers. But Embiid's stat padding when he has those yeah. numbers. Jokic kind of stopped shooting the three. I think his three ball is kind of... I realize taken he only dip. shoots it now if yeah. that shot clock is under three or if he's yeah. bugging the open pretty much yeah. at this point. That's the only time. Or he's about to hit a game winner. <laughs> <in his Golden State. laughs> that, yeah. And then Jamal Murray not showing up against the bad team again. Something's going on with that guy. He sees a good team and just was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot 70% from the field this one. All right, moving on to the next part of segment one here. We're just going to take a little bit of focus and check in on some injuries that have been going on around the league with uh, injuries that are kind of impacting some of these teams as well. We'll start with the Hawks, uh, kind of two when it came down to. Somebody mentioned earlier um, DeJounte Murray today. Not around. Yeah, doubtful, I believe, with the toe injury, I believe, uh, underdog NBA said. Uh, I'll look it up to confirm, but 
They aren't on a back-to-back. That's a, that was my first uh, possible, you know, read. And they are already without Trey Young due to the concussion. Exactly, yeah. Just about to bring that up there. Um, but, yeah, DeJounte Murray, he uh, – let's see if I can find it. Sorry, I, I searched his name up, and it's just been rumors, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another guy, too, while you go ahead and take a look at that, staying on the Hawks. Uh, they're primed to get him back relatively soon, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, looks mm-hmm. like he, he had a knee injury. Uh, I believe it was last year, technically. Yeah. He's been out for some time, though. But he's a guy that, when it comes down to it, kind of hasn't really improved his stock too much in the NBA, hasn't really lowered it too much, kind of just been there to Mm -hmm. say. Good defensive player, though. Uh, He's also one that, if he's able to get healthy here before the deadline and the Hawks are trying to ship some folks out, wouldn't be surprised if DeAndre Hunter's not. Uh, Hawk. Yeah, and Murray is officially, uh, it's doubtful. Left toe injury is uh, what they're calling it. And uh, somebody said DeJounte Murray and then parentheses D'Angelo Russell and a pick. Doubtful for Monday. (laughs) And uh, you know what I just thought of, though? Obviously, they're looking for a third team to trade D'Lo to. But imagine, you know, Ice Trey and Ice in his veins on the same team. Oh yeah, that's, I, <laughs> that's a lot of iso ball. Yeah, it, is. it is much much more than I would like to watch. Yeah, I do feel I would like to see the Hawks trying to get away from that two point guard kind of lineup, kind of because mm-hmm. they kind of did it here, didn't you know? Kind of do what they wanted to do with it. I would kind of like to see them get away from that a bit. We'll see what they go through though. We'll I will say Kyle Lowry is also doubtful. I haven't followed his injury status, but he's a name I, I think we'll talk about closer to the deadline in a mm-hmm. sense that I think he's going to get bought out. He's probably going to get traded yeah. and get bought out it's and about, help a contender time, um, and help a contender somewhere. I mean, look, all I'll say is we all know the Sixers need that extra ball handler off the bench. Kyle Lowry could <laughs> slide in there. And he's from, from the area. From Melton to come back. Yeah, no, I I really the, the Sixers are very bad at uh, detailing injuries. Uh, I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, just, like, I did not think he'd be out that long. this guy could be out for three weeks, or it, he he could be day to day. Like they act like he's day to day, and he'll be hopeful to return yeah. the next game throughout <laughs> that entire time. <laughs> and the the injuries are so detailed too. Like the Anthony Melton, like it's a six word injury. I'm yeah. just like, okay, he has a back injury. That's what I just got yeah. from that. Uh, another team here that's got a kind of significant injury. I guess we'll label this one game of tonight when it comes down to it. Celtics and Mavs. Uh, no Chris Stapps. He will not be taking the trip down to Dallas. Is he would, ducking? Would it, yeah, I was about to say, would this be the first? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's. Wait. I'm not sure if it's the first one either. No, I th- I think the Wizards and the Mavs played last year in Dallas. And I think that game was. No, it couldn't have been out on national TV. But I think I remember hearing of it. He either ducked that game too, or it did actually happen. I kind of forget. Uh, we'll but there take, was we'll a small a headline. We'll break to see how many he's played against the Mavs finally at this point. But yeah, he's out. Um, the injury, right knee inflammation when it comes down to it. So we'll see if the Mavs, if that helps him a little bit. Of course, our picks for that game will be coming up a little bit later as well. I've got a question for all three of you, though. We're going to take the over or under here. All, actually, all four of us when it comes down to it. All right. Um... Does this person play another regular season game? There's a chance his team could make it to the play-in. Also, not to cut you off, but uh, he has not played in Dallas yet. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh. He, he has not because right. the Wizards were home. The only He played them April 1st, 2022, and they were home, it says. Yeah, so he's ducking. Yeah, he's ducking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not to cut you off, but I, I, I feel like we, we, we were going to forget it. If he, I we probably would. Yeah. yeah, he's ducking. <laughs> All right, now this guy, though, we're going to go move to a team in the East here. Uh, it's been some time since we've seen him on the court. 
do we see this person on the court again this regular season? There's a chance he could come back for the playoffs, yada, yada. Ben Simmons. We'll go around here. I say no, he does not play this regular season. I say yes. Yes. I'm going to have to go with uh, you, Butler, on this one say no. You want to hear my nasty, uh, my dream? Uh, Ben Simmons gets bought out. And where does he go? No, don't say it. He comes back. Don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) He comes back to the city. And, And my theory behind it, I do actually think that no, I don't think he's going to get bought out because I think that if he does get bought out, it would be this time next year. Yeah. But uh, I do jokingly aside think that if he's ever truly going to get back to his old self, I think he has to go back to where, where he broke his, his old <laughs> self, you know? <laughs> so I, I'm going to say I don't believe in Disney scripts, but, I mean, I know, that might be a good Disney movie. See, uh, that's the thing with me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure Ben Simmons is ever going back to his old <laughs> self, let alone the court. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, this guy... What even is his injury right now? It's just still back issues, Infl- inflammation type stuff, which I understand. Like those back injuries, they can't get serious, but it is. Here they just say he's out, but I believe it is his back. Though. I, I think it was more back injuries. Yeah, it's just tough. I think I saw Stadi's only played forty-one games. I think for the Nets. I mean, I mean, man, he was supposed to be like. Oh well, he is now. Oh, he's day to day now. Oh. He's day to day. Oh man, you but just it is his back. Yeah. Oh well, we just got cooked then, Butler. Yeah. <laughs> but although it's Ben Simmons, I don't. I still don't. Yeah, I'll know. believe it when I see <laughs> yeah. it. All right, now let's redo it. Over under fifteen and a half games. Oh, hard, hard under, oh, hard so, under. Oh yeah, um, every, everything for that. Mm. It's a shame too because he's a great regular season player. Yeah, I'm, I remember when these issue, those issues started right before the bubble. The Sixers played the Bucks. And yeah, had, like that small injury. I don't know if you remember, but it sounds like you do. And he had like a small back injury, and everybody was like, and he was going to be out for a couple of weeks, but then yeah. the pandemic happened. So then he, he didn't go to the bubble. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And then he the went. And beat had no help. Yeah. Yeah. His only out, healthy perks. playoff series, we have that roster around him. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I remember, I think that was the, the start of those, these back problems for him. And then I think his athleticism just kind of took a little bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. And. I think when you're a player like that and you rely on athleticism, I think it's just the star of the end, sadly. Um, I still think that he, he can kind of be like what we see at James Harden. Like, you adjust your game a little bit and yeah. still be a productive player. But I think he's, you know, maybe, you know, hasn't looked in the mirror yet. But maybe he'll prove me wrong and maybe he'll come back athletic and still be, uh, you know, the same old, you know, coast to coast, rim to rim, Ben Simmons. And he looked pretty solid earlier in the season when he was playing. He was his scoring was dipped, yeah. but he was still putting up, you know, ten the, the points. Six boards yeah, the... six boards, eight assists. <laughs> yeah, he was still putting pace, up yeah. Ben Simmons numbers just I with still a few less points. Always deep down. I do. It's too. like Fultz. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, whenever I, when I saw so Fultz uh, have like a hook shot over Maxi, I was like. Hmm. I, I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right. I, I forget. Like, I forget where I saw this, but. It said Maxi is what Fultz was supposed to be for the Sixers. Makes me sad, man. Yeah. Fultz was such a good guy, and he, he didn't speak a bad word about Philadelphia when he left yeah. here. Uh, which, you know, when you're a draft bust like that, you kind of tend to blame fan city and all that. Especially when you get older. Yeah. Too. We're seeing that now, even in the NFL. Yeah. It. I hope he comes back someday. Hey, apparently the Magic's got a... Got a Backcourt that's pretty loaded. I, I I think Folds could be a surprise deadline like trade just to kind of open one of that them. I wouldn't up. be surprised. If I don't know. Like, I'm not saying Philly, but you know, I'm just saying it would be so full circle 
if Fultz and Ben Simmons both came back and we won a championship. <laughs> that, Dude, that that iconic picture of Fultz's workout. I don't know if I've the, had that dream yet. That, <laughs> yeah. that, might, that might be something. That iconic that picture and bead. Simmons, Fultz, and Rocco all on the same team <laughs> yeah. about seven years later. <laughs> Rocco's still on the team. Uh, Rocco's got a weird injury, too, uh, speaking of weird injuries. Uh, he's just been out. Is there any other injuries that you have to update uh, us on? a couple. Um, and Let's this just go is through a, them real This quick. is an injury that, I like, this guy being injured is really not helping his situation. Zach Levine. Um, yeah. He oh, is man. not helping his situation at all. Now, of course, in his I can't say it's his fault being injured or whatever, anything like that. But he's out for a significant amount of time, right ankle sprain when it comes down to it. But he's been in trade talks for, heck, since the season started, I guess, at this point. Mm-hmm. And he was out for an extended period of time about a month ago. Nobody was worried about him. Nobody moved him. He's also got that contract that's lingering on him, things like that. Mm-hmm. But if he's not playing, teams aren't even going to want to pick him up. So it's just seeming like, I would say at this point, actually, he probably doesn't get moved before the deadline, I would say. I also just don't know where he... I mean, we talked about it, and I think I said, like, the Lakers, like, I could see yeah. them at a desperation going for him, but they seem like, you know, they are the favorites for Murray right now. Um, I don't know where he goes because, again, in theory, you know, he he's a solid player, but there's definitely some issues, and I don't think any teams are willing, willing to bank on it and also be paying him at the same time. So he's got a tough situation, and you know the injury is definitely not helping him. And some with the Bulls and these these small these injuries that they get. Mm-hmm. Lock for you when it comes down to it. Zach Levine wanted to be tra- well. I guess he wants to be traded, but on the trade block a while ago hasn't been really moved. Getting injured, does this kind of help his situation? Not help his situation? Do you also think he ends up getting moved at this point? Uh, I think uh, the Bulls without him. I forget how many games he missed in that initial injury but they were looking much better when he was off the floor and now i i don't think what are we two weeks away from the the trade deadline yeah two and a half so actually let's see the trade deadline is next two thursday Thursday. so yeah we're about two and a half so i mean if you look at it uh, again obviously lakers lakers are always the rumor for every every uh team with once another guard, Lakers in the Heat, man. That's what I said. Like, at least the Lakers make moves. I mean, yeah. the Lakers are rooting for everybody, but at least they trade for them. Like yeah. the Heat. But uh, realistically, I I doubt that he'll get uh, traded out unless some other team out of nowhere says, "All right, we want Zach Levine." And I don't know who that would be. Maybe that's a Western Conference team, Eastern. I I don't know. But uh, again, the Bulls, they've had a lot of injuries. I think uh, Patrick Williams is out right now. I mean. Lonzo's been out for what, over two years now. It's it's a it's a rough time being if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, and Levine's not helping that case out when he's on the floor. So, I think uh, it'll be a rough uh, ending this year uh, with them if he's if he's remaining on that team. Wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if he does stay with them. Pretty much when it comes down to it, all of the big injuries. Uh, when you look at the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson does still look like that he has a chance to come back at some point this season still he's still months and months away from that spot though but looks like he'll have a chance to come back as well help out the Knicks a bit but kind of glad we're at this point in the NBA season and there's not a crazy of course there's the day-to-days but uh, who isn't day-to-day at this point when it comes down Mm -hmm. to it but glad there's not any crazy injuries and then you go ahead and take a look at the Grizzlies and (sighs) crazy injuries but it is what it is with them but 
All right, that just about wraps up segment one here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Joel Embiid and also taking a look at some of the conference standings for both the East and the West. Say, hey, this team shouldn't be here. This team should be exactly where they are. That and more coming up next on the N1 Podcast. Back here on the N1 Podcast, episode one of season two. Uh, first real episode of the new year when it comes down to it. Doc and Butler, your two hosts, are here. Also joined by Locke and Nick Rizzo of the Roan Radio Sports Department. Moving on to segment two here, Joel Embiid. Um, well, we are technically all Sixers fans here at this table, but even if we weren't, Joel Embiid is clearly the MVP favorite right now. He was just named Player of the Week, by the way. I did not know that. Two Thank minutes ago. Oh, well, that's why I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant also the other one. Deserved. Uh, but... Before we just start touching Kevin uh, on Joel Embiid, I just kind of mentioned this about KD. One of the greatest scorers ever, but the way he's passing the ball this year, mm-hmm. it's kind of went unnoticed a little bit. He yeah. started that, I remember, in Brooklyn. Uh, he started taking I more responsibilities, playmaking. And I remember him making, you know, starting to kind of understand the game at a better level. Even not saying he never did, but he kind of, you know, was always finding, you know, Bruce Brown and, and all them dro- oh, on yeah. those cuts and. And on Phoenix specifically, you know, the departure of uh, CP3, no real point guard there. I mean, Devin Devin Booker's been passing the ball a little bit more, too, this year. So him and KD kind of split those responsibilities. Point Point Book, they call him now. Usually around that, whenever I check in on those Suns games, Booker's usually at like six, seven assists. But, like, there's been times I check in on the Suns, and KD's got like eight assists, nine assists. I'm Mm -hmm. like, whoa, whoa, what were you doing this, my guy? (laughs) And it's not too consistent, but he's still, you know, a couple times a week, he'll get his assist numbers up there. I'm like, oh, all right. Didn't know you were capable of expanding your game like that. But KD, obviously one of the greats. All right, back to another great, Joel Embiid. Because uh, he is doing something right now that not too many folks in an NBA, actually, really only two other folks in an NBA jersey have ever done before. At this moment, where he is right now, he will end up playing uh, tonight. Knock on wood. Spurs, yeah. Knock on wood, please. Uh, As Wemby playing, because I've seen he's been out a little I, I bit. I, 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 I love Wembenyama, but... I don't love him enough to follow the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that Sixers and Spurs matchup, of course, when we take a look at our picks tonight. But Joel Embiid, at the moment, has joined the exclusive, exclusive club of with 20 consecutive 30-point games. There's not too many other folks in that club. Wilt Chamberlain and James Harden, the other guys that have only scored above that amount in the required games. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain did it three different times, four different times I'm looking at right here, which is, honestly, I can't even fathom that when I mm-hmm. think of that right there. He did it four different times, and then, of course, James Harden in 2018, 2019, he did it 32 times. But that streak at the moment, 65 games, what was able to do that for, uh, will never be broken. Yeah. I, I think we can oh, yeah. it's just, it's just, will never be broken. It's just will Embiid catch Harden, which is ridiculous that even it's think. even because I used to be like nobody's mm-hmm. ever going to do that again yep. yeah I remember in the midst of that streak I was like this is like unreal stuff probably never going to see this at least for the next decade plus but look at this at Joel Embiid just five six years later mm-hmm. doing the same thing Um, something else that I want to focus on too I always am looking at social media just to see just to weed out the casuals when it comes down to Joel Embiid takes. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, all they're doing is hating when it comes down to it. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to the free throws. But I will say, those people that have been hating, 
I've started to see those same people start to give him some credit when it comes yeah. down to it because he's only playing. He's scoring. He's putting up these numbers in three quarters when it comes down to it. Yeah. Now, these people are starting to realize that a little bit. There was a couple. Dang, I guess he really is the MVP. There's yeah. a couple of those I was seeing around the internet. Like, oh, oh crap, he's actually, <laughs> yeah. he's actually getting fouled. Yeah. Like, there was a, cu- a couple of those. Yeah. And then it always happens, too, whenever he has a big game like uh, against the Hornets, I believe it was. I think, I forget what his free throw numbers were, but they were very low. And then it was like after that game, people were like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. The- he's doing that and not getting fouled, then dang. The, the game against the Nuggets, I mean, he had like... Two, he had like four free throws at halftime, I think, yeah. and had like 20, you know, was it 24? Six, 26, 26, 26. Scores 41 against the defending champions. Scores 51 against the Timberwolves, who had the best defense in the league. That, yeah. And keep in mind, the Rockets, he also scored 41 against. on a, So a back-to-back, Rockets are top, I believe they're still top five defense in the NBA. Scored 41 against them, and then the Nuggets scored 41 against them. And then the Magic, who are also a top five yeah. defense, I know that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. they might even be number one. Scored thirty six on a good efficiency, and you now he look, man. There's there, it really isn't something he's not doing right now. Like he's uh, yeah. playmaking. He's def- like he's averaging two blocks a game and over a steal a game. Like he's not getting enough credit defensively, which is ridiculous because everybody's looking at his offensive game, and yeah, he is. One of one. Like, I, I am setting myself up that I will never watch a better player play for the Philadelphia 76ers mm-hmm. um, in the rest of my lifetime, even as just not, a 20-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I hope that's but, not the case, but, but I really yeah. just don't know if any, even, like, we could be getting somebody, like, another Allen Iverson, but I don't think we'll be getting another Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he, yeah he, what level. he's doing as a 7-foot, 250 guy is just truly remarkable and something that... You know, perhaps this league has never seen even way before us out of a big man. It just uh, like his, if he scores thirty four, his points per game goes down. Yeah, his <laughs> his scoring on all three levels, his defense, you know, rebounding, just everything. He's he's truly the whole package. I saw this statistic on Twitter or X. Um, it was Joel Embiid. I believe it was one of seven players in the league to be averaging a steal and a block per game right now. So, yeah, just like what you said, his defense, too. And uh, about the foul shots, I mean, these people are acting like he's not one of the top mid-range shooters in the league and doing it on all three levels. He's like, better than Kevin Durant, a mid-range shooter. Yeah, it's not just his his free throws that's statistically making him the leading scorer. I, would, I test, too. You can probably see yeah. how it is. There was another crazy stat, too. The league average for layups or shots from one to five feet Fifty nine percent. Joel Embiid's shooting percentage this year from fifteen to nineteen feet is sixty percent. Yeah, so, I actually uh, have it right on my phone yeah. right now that I was looking at. So <laughs> his, his mid range is basically a layup, which is crazy. Oh uh, shout out, uh, you know, NBA University, one of my favorite uh, Twitter accounts. Oh, you, uh, might, you might have just put me on. I don't, always, I don't they're always doing uh, these, you know, the, those statistics of you know shooting from fifteen to nineteen feet. Uh, they also do the crazy ones like most distance traveled per game. It's always funny because like Max, Maxie's running like three miles a game. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and he, the, he, the NBA University just does a lot, and he also most long two. Field goal percentage, which is what he just mentioned. Embiid has taken 100 and has made 59% of them. And uh, Kevin Durant has taken 122 and has only made 42.6% of mm-hmm. them. Nobody is shooting 
better from 15 to 19 feet from Joel Embiid, and he has shot more than everybody but Booker, Katie, and Ingram, and DeRozan. DeRozan, by the way, off topic, has taken almost 150 in a shooting under 40% um, wow. when he takes those <laughs> shots. Anthony Edwards is even worse, though, 77 uh, yeah, and 35%. Yeah. But, yeah, like it, it, the mid-range shot, it, it's ridiculous because, you know, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, oh, he's going to do this. He's going to take the midi. But it's like he's smart enough to know. You know he's got that Katie, you know, the pretty much – like a read option in, in football. Yeah. Like if they step up, then you just blow by. If they stay back, you take the mid-range shot. And he's perfected that to an even better degree than Kevin Durant because he's mm-hmm. more of a force inside. And yeah, and that's just the ridiculous part of his game. And like I mentioned, his defense not getting mentioned and his offense. Like he's going to – he might shoot 90% from the line this year. Like, mm-hmm. Which is another thing that all these people want to talk about, his free throws and free throws – the percentage he's shooting at the line is impressive yeah. in itself. Yeah. I mean, uh, he just, misses a free throw. It feels rare now. Exactly. Uh, uh, like, yeah. Very. Fall to his knees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. We had some technical difficulties when it came to recording here in the conference studio. So much of the uh, Joel Embiid and conference standing talks you won't be able to hear in this episode. But that also is something that we can always touch again on next episode, next Monday when it comes down to it. Could have the same group of guys here. We'll end up seeing how that goes, though. But. Uh, just a quick touch. Uh, we just mentioned how Joel Embiid uh, right now at the moment has uh, 20 consecutive games of 30-plus points. We just touched on that a bit and some of the conference standings, what we like and what we didn't like. But now we're going to go ahead and move on to the last part of the show, segment three. We've got two things we're going to do here. First time uh, opportunity as well with this. We've got a little Today in History, which... Not going to lie, only reason I knew this was Today in History is because I was on the NBA website earlier today, and they told me this was Today in History. (laughs) So uh, this does involve, here, I'll tell you the two teams this involves, and I'll also tell you the date. Um, When it comes down to it, this, I I would say this is easily one of the greatest moments in NBA history, um, depending on, I guess, which side of it you were, I guess. Uh, But 2006. Oh. Yep, still a big one, though. January 22nd, uh, the two teams involved were the Toronto Raptors and the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, Uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out, Bean. (laughs) That's crazy, because I never really see anniversary posts of that. But, like, if I saw one of my favorite players do it, oh, man, I'm I'm doing that for 30 straight years. Oh, it's, it's... yeah. This day today, I was watching that game. I, I knew he was going to score yeah. seventy before. <laughs> <laughs> Such a generational liar, dude. <laughs> That's got to be one of the best. One of the best. Oh, why not go for eighty? Then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like dude, that was ridiculous. Another another funny one. I like. I like the book when he just like doesn't great. open the book. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. Just, yeah. he's yeah. like, I just started it, but uh. and then, that's my favorite saying. <laughs> I like that one. Um, another thing that also happened on this date uh it's a shame because i don't think well i feel like us in this room we may but there's a lot of people we don't realize that we were able to watch greatness with this nba player and it's a shame how his career has kind of went after his prime ended but demarcus cousins man Mm. he was a factor and on this day january 22nd 2018 when he was a member of the pelicans oh my gosh with like rajon rondo 44 points (laughs) 24 rebounds, 10 assists. Jeez. <laughs> First That's player an absurd to do that, stat line. even to this day, uh, since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, I, I was thinking about that the other day, actually, though, how blessed we were to actually watch 
DeMarcus Cousins and even the shades of Joel Embiid under that. The battles that they would have together. Yeah. Back oh with Embiid's rookie yep. and second year. Yeah, yep. those were yep. classic. I love those. I'll never forget the, the you know, whether they were both just going down the court. <laughs> <laughs> As usually, that was the first thing yeah. I thought of when I thought yeah. of DeMarcus Cousins. And yeah. it's, uh, it's just funny because, you know, DeMarcus Cousins seemed like somebody that wouldn't appreciate a guy, you know, kind of going neck to neck with him. Because, yeah. you know, he always has had that reputation of, you know, hard nosed and. But uh, he he welcomed to be with open arms, and he was almost. I feel like he's almost still as happy, you know, to see where the center position has gone. Because for a moment, it looked like the Marcus Cousins was standalone, and he was the last thing we ever had to a, a dominant center ever yep. again. Mm-hmm. And you know, quickly that changed. And yeah, shout out Boogie. I remember I remember that trade going down. It was kind of like one of those first trades where. I, I was like still a big NBA fan. I was like, wow, like yeah. the Pelicans just got. I was on All Star night. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. wow. god! The All Star game. That that was wild. They had. I can't believe. I was like a part time Pelicans fan for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That that was a that was a crazy little run there with Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins. Yep. Yeah. And they could have. Uh, some people would say they could have made a run if uh, if Boogie didn't get hurt. But yeah, I, I I'm. I'm Hey, that that, that so pairing they, they, they was weird. They played the the Warriors that year. Uh, I want to say. And I remember that. I think. Oh the, yeah, they were yeah. the eight seed. So yeah. Mm. Probably uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let yeah. let's disregard that. There was no, <laughs> there, was, there was no there was no such thing as going on a run from twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen. It was a run to the Western Conference Finals, <laughs> and then that was it. That was if you got the right side of the bracket, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, another thing I just wanted to throw in there before we go to tonight's picks. This technically isn't today in history, but tomorrow we'll also have you guys guess this one as well. 2015, January 23rd, uh, a guy on a team that we did just mention, uh, a certain amount of points in a certain amount of quarters. Oh, Clay. Clay Thompson. What was it again, though? 37. In the, in third? the third quarter. That's mm-hmm. absurd. Yeah. I don't know when the next time we'll see that one is because that is MB tonight. Day. Yeah, <laughs> MB tonight. <laughs> like it's like that's just so ridiculous to think about. Because first off, the first requirement has to be that you're a three point shooter. Yeah. Like that. Like yeah. Anything yeah. under is is just it can't happen. I mean, we, we've seen Embiid put up you know twenty two point quarters, and even then, seems like he's pushing it to the max. Yeah, it seems that like one. he's touched, like he's making it every possession. Like, yeah. I, I still can't believe that that Clay thing, man. It was, Never will see it's it ridiculous. Again, Who was it against? Was it against Kings? The Kings. Yep. Yeah, mm. yep. they came a long way since then. Yeah, Let's back when that. the Kings were poverty, yeah. <laughs> and the the Warriors still had Oracle. Man, what a time! Oh man, yeah. yeah oh my God, it, it, I just thought of. I don't know why I just thought of this, but. The the last game in Oracle Arena, game six loss, Clay Thompson oh, torn Achilles. Yes. That was awful. Wow. I don't I know why that just that. popped up. Yeah, I honestly didn't even realize that either. And then or, or game it might have been game five, I'm not sure. Game five or six. It was six. Six. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And then Oh yeah, because Toronto won it that night, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. yep. It was such a weird night, man, because it was almost like you because it looked like the Raptors were actually going to blow a three-one because they sold Game Five at home. <laughs> yeah, and then you were like, "Uh-oh, going Warriors back at to home Oracle. is almost like it was." Yeah, it was like I was like, I was like, I've seen this script before. Um, <laughs> and Seth Curry was like playing, you know, out of his mind, and and I was just like, 
all they need is get game six and yeah, one yeah. good Curry game, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the trolls get reversed. That was a rough series for the Warriors. KD and Clay both go down. Oh, yeah. It had to be. Never forget the uh, classy Raptors fans as well. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have the heart to watch that series, man. I was still recovering. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 you just unlocked that no, memory no, no. for me. I was like, I couldn't even watch that. Th- I couldn't watch that team, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Every time Kawhi dribbled, I think I was shaking. Like, I was just like, I don't know. It, I was like, let me go. Because there's always that debate of, you lose to a team in the playoffs and then they go on to win it. It does that soften the blow or is that more of a blow? It kind of softened it for me, I think. Yeah. No, not not back then though. That not back then, but now. Yeah, but now yeah. it's like, yeah, eh, we were cuz you're like, dude, if we just won that game, we had a path to the finals. And oh my god, that was just you know Jimmy Buckets was taking it home in OT. He was taking it home in OT. B was taking it home after yeah. he had the layup. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and B was clutching that fourth quarter, too, I remember. Oh, man, don't remind me. All One right. day we should just have a podcast where we just live watch the fourth quarter again. <laughs> just yeah. put ourselves through the thing. Watch Serge Ibaka make man. back-to-back oh, threes. <laughs> I'll never forget Serge. Every time I see Serge Ibaka, I just I, I can't. I'm so glad. I don't think he's in the league anymore. I don't think uh, he is. Yeah, no. yeah. I couldn't take it no more. Every time, like, the remember his uh, YouTube channel? Yeah. Every time I would see somebody yeah. post that, I'm like, he made back-to-back threes against us <laughs> in Game 7. That was, that was just brutal. All right. Moving on to tonight's games, the last part of today's podcast. Have a solid slate. Obviously, I do feel like we have a clear-cut game of the night, though, out of all of these. We will begin... In the East with two teams that just played on, I want to say it was Saturday, I want to say. Uh, yes, the Bucks and the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, Pistons don't play defense. We already know that. No. They don't play defense. Do what the, do they do? Bucks. But, exactly. <laughs> What's the <laughs> over-under on this game? The over-under is 247 It, it appears half. that the Bucks don't play wow. defense either. Um, <laughs> just in that game that they played on Saturday together, 141 to 135. Um, I'm still going to take the Bucks in this one, though. Oh, yeah. The, the, we were talking earlier, Detroit kept it close on Saturday. <laughs> Not sure it's going to be as fruitful tonight for yeah. Detroit. You know what? <laughs> give me give oh, me my Pistons. Oh. <laughs> we are. We are. Uh. We, you know what I noticed the other day? That we're halfway through the season and they're on pace for eight wins. I realized how ridiculous that is. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like, I knew they were bad. But like, like still, team winning under 10 games to me still is just ridiculous. Yeah. Sixers record might get yeah. broken. Hopefully, mm. hopefully it does. No, no, I want, I want a banner. <laughs> we, look, look at us. We are the worst we, team we, ever. <laughs> but honestly, like, jokes aside, I kind of, I think you obviously lean the Bucks, but man, it's kind of hard not to take the Pistons after what you saw the other. A lot day. of points will be scored. Yeah, a lot yeah. of points will Guaranteed be scored, that, and yeah. you know, Dame's you know a little bit too strong on back to back threes, and all of a sudden the Pistons win the game. Like <laughs> honestly, also, what chance uh, Cade is back? But I'll take the Bucks. Oh, okay. I'll, t- I'll take the Bucks. Oh yeah, I forgot Bucks, Kate's injured. Yeah. Giannis might just mess around and drop fifty tonight, and then just. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll I, I think, see. Is Isaiah was he close on Saturday? Actually, I uh, think he had uh, no because Dame had the yeah, forty-one. Had yeah. Or oh, yeah. He might like thirty-one. Uh, Giannis had thirty-one. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. almost had triple double actually. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, Lockie taking the Bucks. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll Make just take say Bucks. Um, I'm not trying to get uh, trolled. This is good. down twenty to two to start the game. You look like a genius if they win. Though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Game two. Uh, the Cavs and the Magic. Hey, this is a good matchup. That's a pretty solid <laughs> one in Orlando. Uh, I don't know. Honestly. Two good defenses. Exactly. Uh, I, so this is tough. 
Are Honestly, you- I lean the Cavs, but I feel like the Magic like have to pull a, like one of these games out. Like they lost to the Sixers, they lost yeah. to the Thunder, they lost to like the healthy Heat uh, like earlier this month. They beat the Heat last night, but I don't think Butler. No, Butler did play, so actually they did have a good win. Um, but yeah, they like they've been losing a lot of these January games, where it feels like they should have won even like the Nuggets, like so, and the Kings, like the Warriors, like they've been losing a lot of games where it's been you know almost fifty fifty, you could say. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so I I think that they need to pull this out, but I. I think the Cavs are starting to get things going uh, after a lot of people forgot about them early in the year. Give me the magic. Mm. Honestly, I just see these two teams going in completely different directions right now. Cleveland's won seven straight, large majority of them in blowout fashion. Orlando, they have done pretty much the opposite. They've let let me get some, some quick math here. They've won four out of their last... All right, well, four and seven in the month of January. Mm. And so uh, I'm going to go Cleveland, but I think this one will be pretty good. Yeah, I'll go bounce back tonight, Magic. Uh, 14-6 at home. I think they'll make it a win. That's the only reason I picked them. (laughs) (laughs) Only reason, yeah. Wait, wait, what? Wait, was it? 14-6 at home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Only Uh. reason I picked them. Also, they want to hear that Orlando Magic music play. Oh, that song's a banger. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Honestly, contending with the Sixers song. I I really like it a lot, though. Yeah, I I do. I'm not Uh, ready to say it's better. they actually played in the arena, though, uh, after the game now? Have they always done that or no so here's the thing it was like an 80s thing exactly right? yeah. so that song was made and then they kind of just forgot about it <laughs> literally until like this year <laughs> and then through social media they kind of whoever it back and whoever stuff discovered like it should get a good payday oh absolutely uh, i'm not yeah. gonna say they should get an nba orlando magic check in the mail it's all i've been seeing on social media the past week yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right game three of the night uh nba tv the first of two on NBA TV tonight, uh, Battle of the Bigs. The Spurs coming into town, taking on the Sixers. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm very quick to take the Sixers here, but over past years, these are the type of games that the Sixers kind of lose. Yeah, it's Monday. <laughs> exactly. I, but so, they've been very good exactly. at, at these games yeah. this year. Very I, good. Yeah, yeah, so that's the hope of they've been putting these teams away pretty easily, and a lot of the reason why Joel Embiid only plays three quarters. Yeah. I'm but, still gonna take. Them. Give me them. Yeah. Give yeah. Me I'll, I'll. I'm definitely taking the Sixers. Yeah, Sixers. I'm gonna go Sixers in in. in Welcome to the league, women. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I actually ahead. wonder who he's gonna guard, and I'm sure he's probably gonna get a couple blocks on him, and he's probably gonna hit, shoot a couple of middies, and Women Yama's gonna get, but then he'll blow by on like the next possession. <laughs> I, I need to see some Embiid versus Wemby tonight, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go the Sixers by at least 15. I think they're gonna have mm. handle this one pretty yeah. pretty easily. Next one, seven thirty. The Grizzlies and the Raptors up in the sixth, Canada. Um, honestly, uh, me and Doc talked about this a bit uh, in our first episode. I like the Raptors a lot after the trades they made. Uh, they're right now the twelve seed. We didn't get to talk about this during conference standings. Uh, I do believe that they're a team that only goes up from here. Um, I also believe they take the win tonight, though, in that process too. I agree. Yeah, I'll take Toronto. Yeah, I'm I'm going Raptors. Memphis has been awful without Ja this year, and now Desmond Bain's hurt too. Mm. Yeah, give me the Raptors. Desmond Bain, no, not Desmond Bain, but the Memphis is definitely uh, not the sidetrack. Definitely a team to look at uh, deadline wise. Oh yeah, because uh, oh, yeah. could sure. offload some vets like Luke Kennard. Like 
Like I think he could be valuable. I don't know for what happened. Team. Maybe the even game. Marcus Smart gets unloaded to a. I, I think they'll have to give it another shot. We talked about that on Thursday as well. Mm-hmm. I think they almost have to give it another shot. They'll be right back into it. Next yeah, year. yeah. But if yeah. they're once they're all healthy, they'll be right back in that five, four, three seed in the West. Right, they'll be right back up in there. All right, next game, eight o'clock. Uh, the Hornets in the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Uh, without hesitation, mm-hmm. I just. Don't see the Timberwolves losing a game like this, especially mm-hmm. against the Hornets, who I believe are still understaffed. Yeah, so no Mark Williams. Uh, Gordon Hayward's been out for a minute, uh, but uh, Nick Richards didn't play against the Sixers the other day. Uh, I believe Cody Martin did, and Lonzo. They're all game time. They're questionable, actually, at the moment right now. All game time decisions. Either way, I'm still taking the Timberwolves, though. Uh, definitely Timberwolves. Yeah, I'll take Minnesota. It, it, you guys had to know it was coming, right? Mm. <laughs> Give me the Hornets. Lamelo <laughs> oh, Ball is, is is probable, and he's going to drop thirty five and ten tonight, and they're going to oh. win the game. Mm. That's my prediction. All right, I could see it because if he drops thirty five and ten, I mean the the, the 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 Timberwolves aren't scoring too crazy, so it's not yeah. like and a lot of their defensive prowess is down low. Yeah, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little sneaky here. Take take Charlotte. All right. Ooh, I respect. I like it. I, I'm not. I, I don't know how that is going to turn out uh, tomorrow when I see you guys. I might get. I might <laughs> might get destroyed. But I, I had to at least pick one upset, right? Yeah, I, and that's why I was leaning towards the Pistons. But again, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to dodge public uh, humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> All taking the Timberwolves except Rizzo there uh, taking the Hornets. <laughs> The game of the night, though, uh, easily the Celtics and the Mavs. Seems like both teams will be healthy except for the Celtics. No Chris Dapps, Porzingis. Big Luka game. Big, big Luka game. Mm -hmm. Because I believe, I I don't think they'll try to put Tatum or Brown on him. Uh, I don't think either of those would work. So Grant Williams' revenge game is the biggest storyline. That's also a big <laughs> Grant Williams' revenge game. <laughs> when he makes four threes in the first quarter, please. Uh, he could be a guy but, to look out for tonight, yeah. too. I think, actually, give me the Mavs. Give me a Tim Hardaway, big game off the bench tonight. Mm. Big game. I, I like that pick. Uh, I think, personally, everything points to the Mavericks, right? I mean, Boston's on the second half of a back-to-back. They didn't even play that well last night, even though they won. You know, Tatum and Brown didn't have the greatest games, and and they had to travel overnight. But I've gotten to the point where I think back-to-backs are actually sometimes positives, like especially when sometimes you're Tatum and Brown are, yeah. struggling the night before. So I think they have good games tonight, and I think I think Boston wins, but I hope Dallas wins, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll take Dallas tonight. I'm going to go with Dallas as well. We all know Boston at home this year, 20 and 1 on the road. They're 13 and 9. You know, l- like you said, Doc, big Luka game, mix in some Kyrie there. Mm. Give me Dallas. I forgot Kyrie's hot too. Kyrie against his former team. Wow, this game. This is going to be imagine, good. Imagine Porzingis was playing. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, right. We would have Kyrie against his former team, Grant Williams against his former team, Porzingis against his former team. Too, too bad Porzingis is uh, dodging. Yeah. Too bad he's stuck in the smoke here. But. <laughs> Could have been a part of a great game that we have going on tonight. All right, two more to get to the Bulls and the Suns. Uh, honestly, I honestly back to back though, think right? So it is, but I don't think, and I hope this doesn't. Go, I'm not going to watch a Bulls game this year. They're just <laughs> no, we pro, we're protesting uh, the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <too Yeah. many laughs> the only time I watched uh, anything from their game was the Jerry Cross uh, getting booed, <laughs> uh, which was oh, horrible. Yeah, that was horrible. horrible. That was. Um, so that's why we're not watching them anymore. 
Um, but now jokes aside, I like I just don't enjoy the way they play basketball. <laughs> yeah. um, Kobe White, very fun young player. I'll stick to my Bleacher Report highlights uh, when I'm watching <laughs> Kobe White. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really, like I I can't like Nikola Vucevic genuinely makes me mad when I watch games. Mm. Um, his Nicola outside Vucevic. shooting, his poor defense, like he is. Everything I hate in a basketball player. And I'm so sorry. DeMar DeRozan. I want to like the dude, but... Passing up a wide-open three to take a dribble inside, yeah. be contested, <laughs> and then shoot the mid-range. It's like, dude, are you afraid of the three-point line? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like there needs to be sports science around that. We need to bring back that sports science thing ESPN used to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I'm not... I don't think I'm going to be watching... Uh, much Bulls games. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Suns anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Suns, but yeah. this, the Bulls are all of a sudden a sneaky team that is winning games. Please don't make the play-in. That Raptors-Bulls oh, play-in last year, outside DeMar DeRozan's daughter, made me want to <laughs> yeah. rip my hair out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, she's actually like the first thing I think about <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. game. It's, yeah. the, it's like the only reason I watched that game because it was funny. Um, so please don't go on a fake run, Chicago. I'm begging. I mean, even... I don't want to get sidetracked, but even I, I would love to see Toronto sneak in there over Chicago. Definitely, yeah. Just, Toronto's just like a which street. I think will happen. Yeah, uh, I think will happen. All right, well, give me give me Phoenix for that Phoenix, game. Yeah. All right, and the last one of the day. I feel like considering what we spoke about on this podcast today, we all are going to have the same answer for this: uh, the Atlanta Hawks traveling out west to meet the Sacramento Kings. Give me the Kings by a lot, probably, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to agree. And the one thing I'm noticing from this game is it will be a short trip for DeJounte Murray overnight um, down to L.A. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my main takeaway. I didn't know they were in Sacramento. Um, and I really do wonder if it happens soon because, I mean, he's doubtful tonight. Like yeah. He's doubtful tonight. I mean, the Hawks, you know, 18-24. But I, I do agree. uh Kings got to win this one. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, they don't lost have another, four straight. Uh, bad game. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's got to be Sacramento. I mean, I don't even know who the starting point guard is for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, we mentioned Patty Mills' name earlier, either. but is he starting? I don't even want to look. Yeah. yeah. And I be. won't look tonight, that's for sure. <laughs> it's going to be a brutal um, watch. I can't wait to turn turn into a stream. Uh, the Kings are down two with, like, two and a half minutes left, and I put that game on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's just what's going to happen. Welcome to the NBA. Hopefully yeah. at that point, uh, the Mavs, yeah, the Mavs, uh, Celtics game will have wrapped up by then. And yeah. I'll be asleep by then. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> You're not staying up for, uh, uh, for Jalen Johnson be ball? Without, without me watching, they'll be all right. Yeah, and make a long Jaylen story Johnson's short. Jalen Johnson's a bonus going shot for shot. Yeah, right. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me uh, a nice little Sabonis triple-double tonight. Oh, a little okay. triple double action for Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Locky, you were also taking the uh, Kings on that yeah. one. Anybody else? Anything else they want to add in before we uh, go ahead and sign off real quick? Do you want to start a little preview of, of rivalry week? It starts oh, tomorrow, yeah. I believe. Because yeah, yeah. uh, Knicks, yeah, Knicks, it starts tomorrow. Uh, Nets and Lakers. Oh, the new Lakers. thing that ESPN's doing? Yeah, uh, oh, just yeah. the NBA in general because it's on TNT tomorrow. Oh, it's, oh okay, yeah. okay. But the... But the ABC, I think, has the better games because they have. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have Embiid Jokic on Saturday. Oh, hopefully Embiid. So yeah, it's plays, gonna be man. it's gonna be a great week of basketball. So next next week's podcast should uh, be special. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't forget anything because even 
I mean, like the first games, like Lakers, Clippers, first night, and even like Nuggets, Pacers. It's not a uh, like it's not part of that segment for the NBA, but still got, should be a good game. And yeah, they. I mean, it's. Mm, I mean, the the one I'm always looking forward to, obviously, is Embiid Jokic again. Yeah, but uh, Boston's playing in a lot of them. Um, like even Denver, New York. Again, it's not a rivalry, but uh, it's, good game. Though. It's like like even the non games that like that aren't part of this. This whole thing with the NBA mm-hmm. are good, mm-hmm. yeah. like it's it's just you know there's obviously like I'm looking at Friday you know Portland San Antonio but we don't gotta watch that you know you control what you put on your TV yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NBA league pass baby yeah. <laughs> even all those games tomorrow even though we mentioned it rivalry week starting then uh, even the games that aren't on TNT Pacers Nuggets. Jazz Pelicans, mm-hmm. those are still um, Jazz gonna, Pelicans is a big I'm one. I'm going to ignore Trailblazers and Thunder. But, <laughs> like, look yeah, at Saturday; they're still good. But like, before we go over, like, look at this Saturday. I mean, Knicks Heat. That's little a battle for you know. That's like literally the prime four to six right now. Positioning, yeah. Um, yeah. Positioning, uh, Jokic and Bead in Denver. Clippers, Boston. Ooh, oh, I that's going to be good. Milwaukee, New Orleans. That, okay. Yeah. It's still a solid game. Yeah, it's yeah. solid. Lakers, Warriors. Uh, I'm tired of seeing the Warriors <laughs> on ABC so much. They probably this. looked at that Kings, game at the Mavericks. beginning of the year. Hey. Again, still a good game, but the Lakers Warriors are obviously the one on national television yeah. at the, in the late window. Yeah. So. Oh, we're we are set for. And then Wizards Pistons at 12 o'clock. Let's that's it. <laughs> Marvin Bagley legacy game. Been playing well for the few games yeah, with the Wizards. Keep in mind, I do want to say, out. like, during this podcast, there was a couple of rumors that came out from a reporter and uh, pretty much said everybody on the Washington Wizards is available for trade. Yeah, as they should be. To be expected. So, as But it, I wonder if Kyle, like, Kyle Kuzma, I mentioned him a lot in the offseason, but I, a lot of people haven't mentioned him too much in, uh, in uh, deadline talk. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, you know, if some team's going to go out and try to get him. But, uh, My gut tells me that he'll stay put along with Jordan Poole. Yeah, at least I mean, the their values, th- they're at their lowest right yeah. now. Probably. Also, that Boston Clippers game, is that in Boston? It's it in Boston. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Still it's the, the, it's the, it's the TD Harden. <laughs> yeah, the TD Harden. Harden's name is fire because Madison Square Harden, TD <laughs> Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that is uh, – that Saturday should be a good day of basketball, and then Sunday, you know, they don't care because NFL is going to be on. Yeah. Um, but then I yeah. think I think it picks up again on that Monday, right? Or or is it just done Saturday? I kind of uh, forget how I this works. Say Saturday. Is I'm looking last. at Monday games. It, there's good games, but there's no like rivalries. So unless you want to count the SGA and Edwards new one that was created a couple days ago, <laughs> Milwaukee Denver that was on that Monday. So okay. uh, there actually is some good games. Oh, we we are set with yeah. We are like basketball for the next best. The NBA sees the divisional round of the NFL close, and oh, they yeah. said, "Oh, it's time to cook. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're getting in our bag here. No more Hornets, Bucks. We're yeah. everything's no going to be Spurs, a- Hawks on <laughs> national TV." <laughs> <laughs> when I was flicking through channels, TNT, oh, NBA basketball. Oh, wait, it's Spurs Hawks. Let me slide yeah. right back. The only special Spurs <laughs> national TV game was that that Bucks game. Oh man, that yeah, was that, that game. Was great. That was a generational like women Yama fan night. Yeah. You know, like if you if you supported women Yama, that was a special night. But mm-hmm. yeah, NBA man, they're getting uh, the they're, here. They're this is the time of year. Getting in their bag right now, and uh, I, I like that. This is I used to think NBA started like Christmas is when I started caring. I think I think now it's moved to rivalry week. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I, like I think they've created a new tradition of 
this is when we, you know, that's we, now the pinpoint. This is, yeah. this is the first time you're, this is the first week you're allowed to have MVP statement games yeah. or, you know, defensive player of the year statement games. And it shows a great time, too. No football during the week. Yeah. Except for Sunday, of course. When it yeah. comes down. And I mean, Christmas, Which NFL that's is when, still like, the Hawks are playing. Prime time. <laughs> <laughs> the Nets, Hawks. Like, that's, that's, that's where Sundays are for for the NBA. <laughs> yeah. All right. That just about puts a wrap on the. Episode four today and one season two. Episode one, your two hosts, Butler and Doc, were here. Also joined by Rizzo and Locke of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. We'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Might have the same guest, might have different ones. Thank you all for tuning in. You can find and one and every Rowan Radio podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your favorite podcast.